episode of Hotel On Air. I'm Mike Stockton coming to you from Frankfurt on Main, Germany. And I'm Balashvetsi coming to you from next to Mike Stockton at the table. <laughs> Here we are together. Yes. Look at this that. time, not in Karlsruhe, but in, um, in Frankfurt. So we are north today. And what a, what a delightful day it is, right? It is. I mean, it was fine. It was a nice, uh, nice evening. We did a bit of uh, watch shopping, window shopping at least. A um, bit of food, but uh, yeah, maybe should not uh, not talk about the food yet. We went to uh, we went to Seiko. Was it is it uh, Seiko and Grand Seiko? Yep, it's the same same boutique. Is the only one in Frankfurt? It is the one. Yeah. It's the one. Yeah, but it was a nice boutique. Uh, a ton of Grand Seikos, a ton of Seikos. Um, we tried on a few. Um, had a look at some others, and. I realized that I'm very happy with my Grand Seiko purchase and I don't need another one anytime soon. But hey, anytime soon might be a, a month. Who knows? Yeah. No, it was a nice visit. They were really friendly in the store. And uh, it had been a while since I'd been in there. And it was neat to see all the different dial textures. I think um, sometimes in the bright lights there, yes, a lot of the watches can look <laughs> a bit similar. But uh, still taking a few out of the case and putting them on the wrist and looking at them at different angles. Like we looked at the, uh, titanium spring drive diver and then the, mm. what do they call it? The black birch, uh, brown birch, brown birch. Yeah. Uh, we took a look at both of those and yeah, that, that diver with the, uh, the titanium diver with the spring drive case was really nice. Um, at 11,800 euros, pretty, pretty spicy price. Um, but that also had a pattern dial. Yeah, it did, like which uh, we were talking afterwards. Sometimes the renders that or the, the photos that Seiko sends on the press releases aren't really doing it justice. It was a, it was a cool piece. Um, then what else did we take out? We took out a piece from the Elegance Collection, one of the automatics. Yeah. Uh, with a blue dial, which was... Super nice. Really nice. Yeah, fit really well, I think. Yeah, that's the... What what is that? S is SBGA reference? Probably. Yeah, I believe so. And it was sixty four hundred euros. Yeah. And beautiful, beautiful blue. I, I think we both remarked walking out that I think uh, I would like that better than, for example, like an Aquaterra. Um, mm. I frankly think it's a really good datejust alternative, and it's available. I have to say, I was just thinking now that you were talking, uh, I told you after we came out of the shop, I had, I need another Grand Seiko, like a bullet in the head, <laughs> but uh, a new one, especially, but I have, and especially a blue one, a new blue one. But I have to say, after seeing that blue one, it's very hard not to think about that because it's really this, this uh, shade of, I don't even know, it's a navy blue, but it's some kind of a royal blue, maybe. Yeah, it's got a little I, bit of a royal tone yeah, to it. So that I kind of liked. So that was uh, that was beautiful. So shout out to the the lovely people at the Psycho Boutique. I've never been there. I've only been to the Omega Boutique here. We've never done a watch shopping or window shopping. And then, um, admittedly, I was a bit late, so I arrived um, about an hour before or, or less than an hour before closing time. So we couldn't really uh, uh, hit uh, Bukhara or Omega. I think uh, we did. Uh, we've been to the uh, Omega Boutique for what was it? Speedy Speedy Tuesday Speedy event. Yeah, Tuesday event. Yeah. Probably five years ago now. Yeah, it was a yeah. Was it a 50th anniversary? 
Yeah, it was. It wasn't too far. I thought after the first Speedy Tuesday, it was 2017. That was the 50th yeah. anniversary or the 60th anniversary, uh, uh, I think. But anyways, yeah, it was a, probably it was the last time I was in uh, Frank in a Frankfurt watch boutique, not in Frankfurt, but definitely in the watch boutique. So, and it's been a while since we saw each other. Probably it was in April last time we've we've met. So we haven't seen. It's been that long. Yeah, wow. but um, well, we'll see each other twice. Within a week. So we'll see each other later next week, which is cool. Yes. And maybe we'll record again. So, um, well, yeah, on the week this one comes out, right? Yeah. yeah. This comes out next Tuesday. Right. So, yeah, we, we walked by Bucher. Um, of course, there was not, it was the typical uh, display watches only, uh, Rolex is only on display. And yeah, interestingly, I, I mentioned to you, they used to have like a, uh, it was attached, but but uh, it's standalone Patek, Patek yeah. and now it's a Vacheron. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting. And they um, uh, fortunately, we did not make it on time there to go check out their pre-owned selection. So we'll have to save that for another another visit. Um, but they did have some, you know, nice display pieces, albeit in the window, some nice date justs, But everything else was two tone and yeah. Other other types of pieces. We even had one missing from the from the steel sports models and Rolex at least, and they had IWC and Tudor, uh, Tudor, Longines, Tissot, even Grand Seiko, uh, Piaget. Mm. Uh, I also saw some Chopard. Chopard, yeah. yeah. So it was quite a as a huge boutique, huh? so corners building or a, I don't even know. At least the the ground floor. It's a pretty pretty big. Um, Pretty big store. Uh, maybe next time. Yeah. But um, so what? Uh, what we did instead is I bought some watches and you pulled out quite a lot of watches. So um, fortunately, uh, we don't have uh, all the time in the world to talk about them. But but um, we picked a few. I picked a few of Mike's watches. He picked a few of the watches that I brought, and then I also have something special here. You wanted you wanted to do. This after the Handgrenz controller or after we've talked about those four? You're really hyping this up. So no, it's nothing special. I'm, I'm just... I, I think we'll we'll talk about it maybe after the Handgrenz okay. controller. Let's do it like that. So, yeah. So, why don't you go first? Because I went first last time. Okay. So, I have a watch that is out already and it's not out yet. It's out. The information is on the website. So, you can... You can have a look and you can uh, order or pre-order it. Uh, I have to cheat and look at the um, the launch date will be the 18th of January. And there will be a Fratello article by me uh, that's coming out on the launch date. So I'm not going to spill the beans too much on this one. But this is the new uh, Volcane Skin Diver uh, in black and in blue. This is um, for, uh, for, uh, so 1,479.57 euros, so 1,500 euros. It's a 38 millimeter steel case, 12 millimeters thick, um, double domed sapphire glass, kind of. Um, ETA 28, 24 automatic movement, 38 hours of power reserve, and um, as it's a, a diver, 200 meter water resistance. And obviously, just like the other Volcanes, the cricket, and and many other models that came out from this stable in uh, Excelsior Park or uh, Nevada. It's a re-edition of a vintage model. Now I'm not sure if the vintage was 
smaller, I guess, huh? Probably 36-ish? Yeah, or 37 maybe. 37, so not much smaller. But the case shape definitely looks like... Um, I have both watches here. I have the blue one and I have the black one as well. Um, so it's, it's, it's a very comfortable um, watch, I have to say. And a bit different than, than what we you know, we've seen from Volcan so far, which was the cricket. Uh, that's a, it's a very classy, very dressy piece. This is more of a sports watch, but only 12 points, something millimeters thick. Okay, so Mike pulled up the original. Let's picture see if, of the I original. Can, if I can find the, uh, if I can find a uh, size, huh? size here. Um, so it's definitely, um, it does come from an absolute uh, real watch. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, it looks just like the, the, the reissue. Yeah. So unfortunately that was more of a, a dummy ad. So I'll see if I can find something. Yeah. But, um, in any case, um, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm a fan of the blue one or the black one. I think I like the black better. So uh, we'll have some pictures in the article in the show notes, maybe, or, um, well, or the, the, the website where you can pre-order it. Um, it comes on a, uh, carbon fiber uh, grain or patterned leather strap with the volcano buckle um, black rotating bezel which you can hear uh, I think it's 120 click bezel we discussed that kind of faux patina or, or uh, creamy patina um, so yeah do you have it? Yes, I found uh, I found the original. It was actually thirty five millimeters by eighteen, so okay, so, so quite a bit smaller. smaller. Um, and I know people can't see it because we're talking about it, but the case is pretty similar to um, the Oris Diver sixty five. And I think that you know at that time, if you think about the skin diver cases, like you see on a on Aquastar or yeah, what is it? The uh, glass hute CQ. <laughs> um, so that was kind of one popular style for skin divers, and this this case was a kind of a popular type of style. So, and, yeah. and in my my mind, this is much more pleasing looking. It's a a much. It looks like it's got a little bit more work to it. Yeah, and I I quite like the the blue one you you mentioned that it's uh, at least off air that it's a it's a brush dial, which it is. It's like a vertically brushed dial, and it kind of gives a bit of a pop to the watch. You have a, a steel case, you have a, a black bezel, black strap, and this um, kind of deep sky blue dial. But but even the black version, I mean, whichever you whichever you choose, it's a, I think it's a pretty cool um, pretty cool watch. I I was positively surprised as I as I said um, I was um, oh and the bezel has ceramic inlays, so both of mm. them. I was not uh, sure what I what to expect when I saw the email that a skin diver for Vulcan is coming, but I'm 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 pleasantly surprised, and I've I've been wearing the watch because you told me to put the cycle down to see, and I did, so I I put that down and I wore this one for the last three days, um, super comfortable, very um, very cool watch. So yeah, I'll put some thoughts together for the 18th when yeah. it's released. I have to say I really like it. <clears throat> the um to me the the blue dial is really kind of special um mm. vertically brushed and, and really has this cool sheen both of them the dials are are curved as well downward towards the edges and it creates quite a, a 
cool effect when you're looking at it really very mirrored and the distortion is is neat so i i have to say you know the the watch that it kind of reminds me of or just in terms of the finishing and how well it's done it it reminds me a bit of the old uh when the old doxa um 300s came out mm-hmm. with uh you know the limited editions like the black lung etc yeah i think it's it's a really neat piece and i, I hope uh, they do well do, do you know if they'll offer it on a, a steel bracelet kind of like they've done in the past um sorry. oops sorry that was my phone so no they they offered on, on th- uh three so there's the the black carbon strap there's a, a plain black and a brown plain brown leather strap okay so for the for the time being is only on on straps but i mean i think it's it's super easy to put it on a even on a bone clip or on a force force straight yeah. straight look yeah. yeah it could be straight end link could be a nice way to um, add a bit more uh i guess diver nest to it like uh like those old doxers with the, with the um egg spandrel bracelets or uh, clasp yeah, yeah so very nice. Great. I think it's a really good release. So good, good yeah. stuff. Thank you. Very nice. Well, I am wearing, um, speaking of very nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm wearing on my wrist, a watch that Balash just brought to me. And this is, um, coming via Belgium, <laughs> uh, our friend Patrick via Japan, um, our, our friend Eric. And I, uh, mentioned uh, mentioned multiple times over the last six months that I've been sort of making up for lost time and shoring up my vintage King and Grand Seiko collection. And I am, yeah, pleased to announce, let's say, the arrival of a 57GS. So this is the um, Grand Seiko 5722-9970. And, um, this one, I, my eyes are terrible. I don't know if you can see here if it is. Yes. This one is from 1965 Mm -hmm. and this was part of a series of watches that Seiko slash Grand Seiko made, um, with this case design. And this one is actually chronometer rated, uh, later on, they were not when that whole chronometer showdown occurred and, Grand Seiko was no longer allowed to put that on their dial. Um, but this one is kind of unique uh, if you look at the case back because there's a lot of Japanese writing on it. And it turns out that the Dash 9970 was uh, uniquely made for Toshiba employees who had achieved 25 years of work at the company. And they made that for several years. So as the 57, 20, 20, 22 and regular form changed, um, so did the version for Toshiba. So it just followed along and it had that special inscription on the back. And um, yeah, it, it, it's a piece that I had wanted to pick up. I will say that the um, the case design itself is not um, as faceted as some of the later pieces, but it's still quite thick and chunky. And for a 36 and a half millimeter watch, it looks a lot bigger than that, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. it, it wears, I mean, as I told you earlier, I, I have a, a few, obviously, King Cycles and Grand Cycles, but they're much smaller, much thinner. And this just, this just looks like a beast next to them and uh, a very comfortable beast. So I wore it for a day 
um, on another strap. Um, and, and that was the day when Migrant Psycho arrived. So I was wearing this when I opened the box. And this was, um, yeah, this is just, I mean, our, our uh, wrist sizes could not be any more different. I have a re- relatively big wrist. You have a relatively small one, but I think it, it works well on, on me and it doesn't really feel and look too huge on you either. So it's just, um, yeah, it's a lovely case. Yeah. Beautiful watch. And I must say uh, thank you to the person sitting next to me because he brought me a few straps and he put this one on a uh, Miami Dolphins seafoam mm-hmm. green strap, which actually looks pretty fantastic on it. It does not look fantastic with my uh, rather wintry uh, flannel shirt, but uh, it does look look good on Bala. She's yeah. got some seafoam in there, but mine is is looks like I should be chopping wood, so... Uh, but it, but it's, uh, it's a cool watch and actually, you know, with these types of pieces, I think a vivid strap actually helps yeah. set the watch off a bit. And whenever you're heading back to Florida, you can wear it, this one or any other watch and that strap. And it's, it's, yeah, it's totally a, a dolphin's colorway. Imagine having orange, uh, keepers or orange stitching. That would have been too much maybe. Well, it, it will definitely be too much because the Dolphins made the playoffs and they will play the Buffalo Bills um, and they will have played by the time this comes out. And unfortunately, their star quarterback is not going to play because of a concussion. And their second string quarterback broke his finger and their third string quarterback is going to be playing. And I predict ugliness, Balash. Pure ugliness. Yeah, I heard, I heard that as... Uh... So Tua is out. It's okay. like the uh, it's like the the movie uh, Any Given Sunday. Remember when the squad star quarterback played by Dennis Quaid gets injured, yep. and the second quarterback gets injured, and then there's the third one played by Jamie Fox eating uh, eating chips, and his uh, his game plan is upside down on his <laughs> on his hand because yeah, what what are the chances that he's going to be the one in the game? But uh, Yeah, we'll see. It's an interesting playoff, by the way, this year. Yeah, it is interesting for pretty, sure. Pretty cool teams, but uh, you have to, don't you have the matching cap? Or you you told me I do last I do. year or something that you bought that. Yeah, I bought this like vintage '90s uh, Dolphins like beanie yeah. at a Chicago thrift store for two dollars and fifty cents. They had a whole pile of them with the tags on, and uh, nice. And I have my retro Dolphins T-shirt, so I can I could tomorrow just dress up to or Sunday to to hear them lose so <laughs> hopefully not hopefully not but ugh. but you have a nice strap to go with anyways yeah it's fantastic thank you yeah, so thanks pleasure. for bringing them my pleasure so do you want to you want to kick us off so okay or wait now is the uh the surprise yes okay so I'll talk about those two uh, uh watches that I picked from you in a minute but um I told you last week that I haven't had the time to listen to your podcast, Spirit of Time podcast. Okay. But then since then, obviously, as you know, because we talked about <laughs> this and the boys in the, in the chat, I, I did my homework and I listened to it. And uh, again, I have to say there was no Stan Smith talk. So it's just, they, they sold me in a comment that it's going to be a cool Stan Smith talk, but it never happened. Anyways, uh, we're not going to talk about Stan Smith, but what I, one of the guys brought it up, I think, and you mentioned that you're you do not have one and you're not a pocket watch guy yeah 
So I thought, what if I bring you some pocket watches? Holy cow. From my collections. I went to the bank today just for this. Wow. And I brought some pocket watches. Wow. And I set them so you can see if they're still running on time or not. Um, and I'm going to, if you don't mind, I'll, I'll show them one by one. Yeah. So this is sadly or or well it is what it is i only have angelus pocket watches well that's nothing it's to just be a, sad about just a, just a coincidence wow. so this one is um is that an enamel dial it's an enamel dial with no um, cracks no cracks with braggy numerals and it's a chronograph we can put it in the show notes there is an inscription on the back i have not been able to to decode that inscription neither did konrad knirim the the legendary German military watch expert. He I'm said, not, it's, "I'm not taking it to Switzerland." I'll tell him. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's a story for another day. Where we know. Yeah, it, it's you can open it like. Um, Is it the movement this. or an inside case? Both. So oh. that's the inside case. Wow. And then it's empty. So there's nothing on the case back. I don't know if you find a. You can also open it somehow. I let okay. you run your fingers. For it. You can you can pop it open. So it's a it's a wow. chronograph movement. Yeah. Wow. This um, thing is stunning. It's got a column wheel and everything. Yeah. So according to the serial number, this is pre-1920s, wow. which obviously it looks like a pre-1920s This thing. is stainless steel. It is stainless steel. Which yeah. is not that common for that period. Yeah. It's not, it's, not, uh, it's not silver, I think, because then it would have been tarnished already. But, but it's not. But stainless was not a common material for this period. Yeah. It's uh, yeah, and you can uh, you can so you can start the chronograph and and this is an in-house movement. Yeah, it's a uh, sometimes it starts, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it starts. So it's it's a it's a mono pusher, obviously. Start, stop, reset. Uh, the pusher is built into the crown. Um, oh, yeah. Sometimes it takes a while to start. Um, it needs a service. So this is um, it was dirt cheap when I bought it. I have to tell you, I bought it on an auction site and it was. And I thought for this much money, I don't care because uh, even if it's not real Angelus, but it is. You're making me think like when I when I get to the point um, where I can get rid of the monitors on my desk and make this a much more minimalist looking thing, I should get a pocket watch to, to yeah, have. Yeah, like a desk, desk clock. Yeah, it's fantastic. And you know, you can get those nice rosewood uh, stems and the holders. Yeah, and you can like hook them on or, or I don't know how they hold the watch in place. Oh, this is great. I gotta so, see what's next. Yeah, so that's the that was the that was the chronograph. And then I have another one, which is uh, the the date or the dot alarm, the date alarm. So it's basically the same thing as the watch itself. It's a much smaller pocket watch. You have a little bit of a it's kind of like a cricket, right? Yeah, something like that. But you have this stand, so you can. Oh wow! So it's got a little stand on the back that folds out, and you can have it standing up, and you can put it next to your. Uh, Bedside table. Bedside when you're traveling. And I think it's fully wound, so I can show you the sound, especially on your nice uh, wooden desk. Wow. Whoa, yeah, look at that thing. And how do you stop it? You push it in? Push the crown, yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. So that's the same movement as you have in the watch. That's why the case is so small. And what does this say on the back? And what does that tell you? How old That's, is this? This is, I think, 60s, mid-60s. Mid Interesting. That they, and you could actually, I mean, you could actually wear this as a wristwatch. It's really a good Funnily size. enough, I've seen this with welded lugs. Yeah. And people just convert it into a, into a wristwatch. Um, they have different 
I think two shapes. There's the round one and there's something like a, a square one, but the crystal is also like an edgy square crystal, which when it breaks, good luck finding a new one. That's amazing. So, and it has a date. So that's the that's the second one. And it's funny how the two are super different in terms oh, yeah. of sizes and designs. But the they're also probably 40 years apart, maybe 50. At, at, at least, yeah. And then I have the third one here, which is technically not a pocket watch. Um, but I'm guessing you wow. know what it is. I'm going to look at this and see if I can figure it out. I think... I don't know if we've covered this for Fratello or not, but I I can explain what it is. And we have to take some pictures for the show notes anyways. Well, it looks like um, uh, it's not a decimal timer, is it? Yeah, maybe the, the name helps. What does that say? Teleco. Something for telephone. Mm-hmm. Telephone timing of calls? Yeah. Wow. It's a call timer. So basically what you do is... Old rotary phones, the very old ones, had this little bevel in the middle of the uh, the phone. Oh, yeah. You could put it on, and by the by screwing these little screws on the side, these flaps would open, hold this in place, so it would it would be stationary, and the rotary would spin around it. And this is the and, and it's got a huge stem on it with the winding crown, and this is the area that the rotary doesn't exactly. Do. So you you can wind it. You don't have to take it off, wind it, and put it back on because the rotary would spin like here. So imagine this: you 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 have a phone. You're concerned about making long distance or any calls that are too long, and in order to time yourself, you go buy an Angelus mechanical watch to to bolt down to the phone essentially. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. That's exactly what you did. And then I you have live, I want to live in that world, by the way. Is it like what is it like 40s, 50s? So here's the here's the advertisement. Oh, that's amazing. I want to live in that world where you're putting an angelus on a damn phone that, you know, is basically like a disposable piece of equipment. I mean, like a phone, you know? Yeah. And it's like <laughs> blued blue steel hands. That's the time, that's the running seconds, and then you would start this. Uh, at when the your big uh, call starts exactly, and wow. then you could measure the time of the call. I wonder if this was used uh, at hotels or things like that. I wonder. I, I'm not sure. Or I mean, more for home. There right? were similar stuff for um, that Zenith did for um, telephone centers that you could like flip back and forth. I have one of those as well. The cool thing is um, that between twelve and one, there's one minute. So you see the li- the little red. Moves very slowly. Very slowly, it moves sixty seconds, so it takes uh, from here to here, and it goes all the way around. And then you just have to, when you finish, you just have to press it and it jumps back, and that's it, <laughs> resets it. So that was my little. Uh, well, thank you very much for bringing those. That 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 is pleasure. a cool surprise, and <laughs> I think I'll have to find a nice, inexpensive pocket watch that somehow speaks to me. Um, for a good desk clock. I have to say they're fun, but they spend most of their times in this case in the safe in the bank. So, um, but every once in a while, it's nice to bring them out and show them to people who appreciate it. So I thought, because you said you're not a guy, a pocket watch guy, and you don't have many or even one, I don't know. I thought maybe it's time to show you some really cool ones. That's great. Thank you. Cool. So who wants to start here? So, there was my watches, and then you have my watches. So let me let me start with your watches then, yeah. um, or at least the first one. Um, so I picked two 
as I said, Mike had a, a ton uh, that he prepared for me. And obviously I had to pick the one that, um, that I talked about so many times and, and he has one and that's the Ming 1709. Um, some of you may know that the Ming was, um, I, I did a poll on my Instagram and it was a poll to decide if I should get the Ming or the Grand Psycho. And sadly, the Grand Psycho for Ming fans, the Grand Psycho was the winner. So I bought that one. But that doesn't mean that I'm not going to get the Ming. So I thought, I tried it on already in April, but I thought it's the time. Uh, well, it's time now again, because I, I, I see that it's here to, to take it out. And there are so many watches on the table or on the, on the bed. But, um, but yeah, that's the one that, uh, that I wanted to pick. Now that I have the Grand Psycho, I can, I can compare the two and I can say that they are, they are other than the dial color, pretty incomparable. I mm -hmm. think the feel is different. The size oh, yeah. is different. The, the, the weight is different. This is a heavy watch. The look is totally different. So maybe I should get the burgundy one. So I don't have two blue watches, but then again, I don't mind the, the theme of the collection. I think the blue is what, what I remarked in the article when I finally got my hands on one is that it's much more electric than, mm. uh, than the, press pictures showed like I thought it was much more Navy, but it's, it's, it's bright. You know, it's a yeah. bright blue. Yeah. It's a beautiful blue. Yeah. And, uh, and the watch is not too thick and it almost feels small on my wrist, but definitely not small, small. Um, but what is this? The 39? It's not 40, is it? Um, well, let's see the, um, well, first off the, the 43.9 is the diameter. The, um, or sorry, the lug to lug. Lug to lug, yeah. Yeah. And the, um, let's look, the diameter, just to be sure. I think Should be a hair uh, under 40, I, I, I would think. Yeah. In any case, the, the bezel is pretty thick, just like the, the lugs, which are obviously short. And 38. Then 38, yeah. yeah. Then you have a big crown, so that, that actually is a, it's a visually quite interesting watch, right? Because as I said, the bezel is, relatively thick that the lugs are short but also fat um 20 millimeter strap curved end so yeah it's uh it's a very very cool piece some same size as a psycho next to it yeah yeah i like this one and you know i'm i have the i have it right now like on a navy blue alcantara strap mm -hmm which I think looks really good. Um, but I will put it from time to time on the Ming, uh, bracelet and mm. on a bracelet, it really, it, it has that kind of, mm, it's nothing like it, but it has sort of that explorer slash date just feel, you know, mm -hmm. um, feels like a very solid watch and actually it's got a decent amount of water resistance. I think it's good for, if I'm not mistaken, I think it's a hundred meters. So it, it can actually do some duty, you know, whatever, whatever you throw at it pretty much. It's not bad. Yeah. And, um, have you ever put it on a normal leather strap? Because I feel that the, the lugs are so short, mm -hmm. maybe a, a non, um, so, you know, the, the Ming, um, the Ming, uh, straps are and the lugs. Uh, well, the Ming straps are curved. Curved yeah, yeah. And I've never put a normal strap onto it. It will work for sure. Um, but all the Ming straps have curved, 
uh, because of the, as well. the the lungs are so short, right? It's, yeah. And of course, Envision looks much better. But yeah, I, I quite like the blue. And as I said, I like the burgundy as well. I, I've never had a burgundy. Uh, is, bur- is it burgundy? It's, uh, kind it's of like a, kind a, of a purplish. Yeah. Pur- yeah. Um, I've never had a burgundy watch. So maybe I, I have to try that one. But um, yeah, there were so many Rolexes and vintage chronographs and cycles, vintage cycles. But I, uh, but I had to pick this one, so that would be my, that would be my uh, my first pick from uh, from Mike's collection, the Mink. Well, so when we were together in April, going through your watches, um, one watch that really stuck out to me was the black dialed uh, Angelus. Yeah. And I really liked it because of the, the radiation, you know, the radium burn on it. And the yeah. fact that all the white printing basically had somehow remained intact while the numbers had sort of left the building and had, had done a number on the dial. And, um, uh, we discussed this on the last episode, but I'm getting to see it in person here. Um, the Zenith El Primero four and, this watch is just Excelsior Park. Yeah, Excelsior not Park. A, not a, no. um, did I say El Primero? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Excelsior Park 4 movement. And this is using really a, a case that we're familiar with on everything from a Galet to an Excelsior Park branded watch, probably Ger- Gerard Perigo. Um, and now here it is with Zenith. And this is this, um, talked about it, this Yugoslavian uh, military watch with. Uh, Arabic numerals going around and then a white minutes track. Um, what was formerly a black dial that has just been devoured by the radium. And what you're left with is something that kind of head on has a, you'd almost say like a continent that's kind of brown and the rest of it's silvery. And, you know, what it, from the side and in the light, it just takes on some amazing colors and what it reminds me of, um, you've probably seen the old silver um, negatives of photographs from 100 years ago. Yeah. It it looks like an old uh, silver print from, from a photograph. Oh, yeah. It, it, it really is something special. And this watch, um, yeah, if, if I'm speaking in German, this is a proper Hingucker. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Or uh, what's the other one? Uh, the Hammer. Yeah, Hammer. Or um, what was this? Uh, Mega Bruta. Yeah. I'll, I'll look up the other word that I learned. But no, th- this thing is amazing. And w- what's even more hilarious is the case is in fantastic condition. Um, you know, because you look at the dial and obviously it looks like it's been through war. But no, it's, that's what radium will do over time. And does this set off the Geiger, by the way? I haven't checked it, but I'm wondering, uh, you know, when I was doing research on it, I saw so many of these with a beautiful black dial. I'm wondering where those those watches were kept for so many years or where this one was kept. You know, mm. I don't know if it's radium or water or both or, or uh, I guess this watch obviously lived its life. And I, I absolutely don't mind that it's not the beautiful black dial because... Because it's a military watch, it's an Air Force watch apparently, so it's uh, it was probably worn by someone who who hopefully flew with it and and or you know maybe was sitting in an office the whole time. I'm not sure, but I, I imagine the the old uh, owner to be a pilot and not a uh, a pencil pusher. 
in any case, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting because um, I talked with a friend of mine who who had me get the watch, and we talked about the Angelus because it's roughly the same time, right? I think we talked about mid fifties, nineteen fifty four. So the Angelus is roughly the same uh, around the same time, and the Angelus is is doesn't have a, a water resistant case. There is not much shock protection. And then you have this watch, which is completely bulletproof compared to that one. <laughs> it's so you, not. But yes, you're right. And it's not. But 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 imagine the Angelus when they were flying on those planes, those front engine planes. Um, that was really a very very fragile watch. And compared to that, this is a this is a beast. But it's a, it's a nice size. Um, the case. What was the case? The same case as your. Well, my EP40s and uh, yeah, the two. Galet, the Galet, yeah, and, and I have an Excelsior Park um, yeah. branded model. But even the um, the size and shape of the crowns and everything. So it's a no, it's it's uh, fantastic. And the word I was looking for is Prachtstück. <laughs> Prachtstück, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, uh, um, yeah, I've 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 seen them come up for sale from time to time, but uh, but this was um, my friend got it. He thought of me. He he immediately sent it to me. And he said, hey, you can have it if you want. Uh, and I said, yes, please. And uh, as I said last time, the, the there is no military engraving on the back. Apparently, it's the serial number. So it's a 9104, 9105, and 9106 XXX um, um, movement, uh, serial number, sorry, not movement numbers, but serial numbered ones. There is an actual number. Uh, it was in the article. And 9106, I think 200 something is the last. And this one is a 9106. So this is one of the last from the batch of 2000. Apparently that's the, the urban legend or that's what Zenith told uh, this guy who did the research that um, apparently uh, it's a, it was a batch of 2000 that was ordered through Zenith from Excelsior Park. So Excelsior Park created the watch for um, from Zenith, for Zenith and Zenith sent it to Yugoslavia and there is no info that it was a military watch, but a lot of the watches in the past were bought from people, and those people told that they got it when they were in the Yugoslavian Air Force. Stunning. Yeah, really well found. Yeah, thank you. I think Zenith would like to have that in their museum collection. Oh, maybe they have some. I don't know, but it's definitely a... Yeah, it's a keeper for yeah. the time being, at least. Great piece. Thank Great you. piece. Yeah. Um, so, oh, it's me. Um, yeah, so <laughs> we're staying on theme, same movement, actually. How do you like that? Yeah, we're staying on theme because, um, we talked about Excelsior parks and galleys and Zenith and, and I know that, uh, Mike has a few because I think, um, I saw, um, you know, when, when I saw these for the first time, when I was here visiting you, when James Stacy was here ah, okay, and it was on the kitchen counter. So that was the first shout out to James Stacy. So that was the first time I saw this. So this is a Galley Decimal, um, which um, which has the same Excelsior Park EP4 movement, the, the beautiful and very um, very EP sevens with the hook and the fours. And I was surprised because I saw this watch many times on the internet. And I, I saw it probably back then in real life, but I didn't remember anymore that it's so tiny. I thought it's a bigger watch. I thought it's probably the same size as the Zenith, not putting the two next to each other. Um, 
with the same movement inside. The, the Zenith looks like an absolute beast next to the galley, but still the decimal is a, uh, is, is a thinner and kind of slimmer watch. And it's not a it's not a waterproof case, right? It's a pressing no. pressing case back, not a not a screwing case back. So, what's the story again with the decimal? What 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 uh, is it like the medical stuff? No, decimal timing was typically well, is typically used uh, for you know timing in uh, factories and things like that. So you could measure you know cycle times for piecework and. Uh, mm. Uh, it was just much easier to to use base ten to measure these things and convert later to regular timing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a couple different decimal timers, different brands, and they all feature these yeah zero to a hundred registers on the outside. And yeah, this is the smaller case. They did make the larger case, just like your Zenith as well. So they made this in a number of different styles and throughout, you know, different decades is is just a an offering because it was a practical tool. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, I, and I, also different uh, different. So same movement, same case, but different brands, right? I yeah, it's an Excelsior part decimal. Sen actually. Yeah, yeah um, Sen. Yeah, true. Um, but you know, th- this was just one of these sort of you know, like a yachting um, or this decimal, a little bit of an exotic dial. And yeah, this is the one that, you know, I just happened upon and I told the story before, but I remember just sitting in my house. I think it was the last week I ever had it in Pennsylvania where I was moving. I was cleaning it out um, for my, I'd already been in Germany for five years, but I decided to move here full time. And I think I was stealing my neighbor's internet and I was on my computer and I, I went on to look at vintage chronographs that had popped up and lo and behold, this had shown up on eBay. It was a straight up auction. And I contacted the guy and just said, Hey, can I make you an offer? And he's like, sure. And he bought it at some estate and, uh, in Indiana. And yeah, I, 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 I made him an offer for, I think $2,000. And he's like, you're going to pay me $2,000 for this beat up watch that doesn't run. And I'm like, yes, I will. And he's like, really, you will. And I'm like, yes, I will. He's like, you know, it doesn't work. I said, yes. And I paid him the 2000 bucks and it was there two days later. And the rest is history. Yeah. Um, and I was going to look because somewhere in a drawer, I've got the original leather strap, which is obviously nothing to brag about, but it's just kind of cool. It's got the stitched brown leather that has shrunk, uh, but <laughs> I kept it just because it wasn't falling apart, but it was just sort of a neat piece of history. So Indiana is a... Yeah. Traditionally, agricultural state, yeah, right? agriculture, manufacturing. So yeah. you can imagine the guy who owned the watch knew back then. Probably worked at a at a factory or at a, a plant, and uh, yeah, may have, yeah, and was probably measuring something. It could have been the accountant or something measuring different uh, work steps, uh, but. Well, he wasn't the best of workers because the watch is in pretty good condition, so I didn't yeah. use it. It's <laughs> about to say, like, the case is basically, like, untouched, yeah. so it's sort of like yours. Um, the yeah. dial's amazing. The one thing that's funny about it is that the hands are longer than they should traditionally be for this size model, but we have found, um, we found examples that have oddly long hands, and while... You never know what happened in the watch's life. I can say pretty much with certainty that it came on because it came on that original strap 
mm-hmm. had the original crystal, which was cracked. I don't think this was altered. Um, I'm not sure if uh, Galley at the time would take special orders if somebody wanted bigger hands or whatever. But yeah, I can I can find the pictures: short hands, long hands, everything. This isn't long. Ah, that's yours. Okay, that's but that's not. That also has long hands, short hands. Yeah. So uh, there are brochures out there that you hands. can see them too. So. Yeah, yeah, it, it just just was what it was, and who knows? Even at that time, maybe they grabbed what was sitting around. I know nobody likes to believe those stories, but and it's pretty cool because it's it's just a dial variation, right? It's a chronograph, a two sub dial chronograph with a chronograph <laughs> hand, but just because of the the scale, like a telemeter scale or a touchmeter scale or whatever, it's a decimal scale. It just works well for for what uh, what these guys or what the, the watch was designed for, what these guys used to use for. Yeah, and. I think, you know, putting these two watches side by side, the Zenith and this one, really makes you realize that this uh, Excelsior Park movement sat at the base of some pretty darn incredible watches, didn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, and we haven't even talked about the rest that's that's back there with the galets and the, the other EPs. Yeah, it's a... Uh, and a great case design, too, I have to say. Totally. And uh, dread lugs. I mean, funnily enough, the Zenith has no dread lugs, mm-hmm. but the galley... guy does, yeah, yeah. The galley does. Strange. Interestingly enough. So coming to uh, the, the last pick we're going to talk about, um, you brought um, several watches, and you brought what I would say are some sort of standard things I would go after, like a Speedmaster, and then you brought, you know, a collection of some of your Excelsior Park-powered pieces. But yeah. I was drawn to this little thing, and, um, you know, was, we were talking about it over a schnitzel, um, <laughs> about uh, Thomas's recent article of this Galley big date that he uh, unearthed and did some research on. And you were like, funny you should say that. I brought something that you'll be interested in. And in fact, we're going to talk about it. So, yeah, in this watch roll was this very peculiar, um, you would almost call it like a spider-lugged case, gold case or gold-plated case with a stainless back and a beautiful dial, smaller watch with all kinds of protuberances, a crown and a couple little uh, pushers on the side, correctors. Mm -hmm. And this is an Angulus with um, both the date and it looks like the month up top. So why don't you tell us about this, Balash? Yeah, so this is a, an Angulus Dato 12. And this is from the, the 25X caliber series. So that's the, the 250 caliber, which uh, after the 215 chronograph caliber, which is the, the legendary uh, Angulus chronograph uh, movement, which was in the um, Hungarian Air Force watches, which we mentioned before, um, and which was the base of the 217 chrono um, dato, came the 250, the 25X, and this is the 255 caliber. So the 250 is the chronograph caliber. It's a much smaller one. And then they had different uh, iterations of this caliber. They had a date, which is a 255, and they had a date with a moon phase. Then they had the chrono dato looks, which is the old my all-time favorite and kind of a gray watch which is um the the quintessential vintage chronograph from uh, from angelus so this is one of the simpler versions the 255 caliber which basically has a day date function um, and it's called dato 12 because the dates is usually at the 12 o'clock, usually exclusively on the 12 o'clock and what you 
I'm not sure if you saw it, is that it's not only a day date, but it's actually a big date, as in just like Thomas's. Two as wheels? In, exactly. There's two wheels, oh. small one for the, the first digit and the second one for the larger. Uh, so the larger one, the second one for the bigger. Um, no, the second one, the bigger one for the second digit. How about I can, that? Yeah, I, even that, or I can also show you. I'm going to loop it for those of you who are uh, still listening to us. <laughs> oh yeah look at that there yeah. are two wheels in there i can see the little crescent and just a stupendous dial this is a gorgeous watch yeah so here you can see it on the mm. on the oh yeah Ramft. pretty amazing that uh, i mean it's really a small watch how what is it 34 i 33? would say so yeah so the um the 2250 was a chronograph version the 252 is a chronograph and calendar the 253 is a day 10 the 254 day day 10 moon phase and the 255 day date which is this the 256 is day date moon phase these are the versions and this is a uh, angelus 255 um the the actual size is 26 millimeters of the movement so uh-huh. the case is pretty yeah. pretty small as well and um, so it looks good on the wrist, actually, my wrist. So. Yeah, it's a yeah for me, but also the chronograph. I have a two fifty Angelus chronograph, and that's a teeny tiny watch. So because of the movement, so that's um, this one is based on that one. And this um, was a mess when I bought it, just like your decimal. And the, my watchmaker uh, worked his magic on it. I have a few of these. I have a steel one, which is super rare to come by. And I did my research on that. So um, I think I might have to put my article together. I collected about 70 or 80 serial numbers mm. of all these dot 012s. And um, it's just a really cool and special watch. You don't really see it too often. So what is the third one you have? Another gold case? So I have two uh, um, gold plated one, this one and another one. And the third one is a steel model. Did but they also gold? made solid gold yeah. case versions as well. Yes. Yeah. So they did gold, gold plated. I bet a lot steel. of those got melted down. Probably yes, and they have a very, very um, specific serial number. Tough movement too, right? To to work with. Um, it's it can be a pain. Uh, that's what because it's an in-house movement, so it's based on the, as I said, based on the the two fifty, which was an in-house caliber. So it's not the easiest to uh, watch, and kind of fragile. You have to be careful with the correctors. Uh, you know, it's one of those pieces where you just, uh, yeah, you well, you, uh, you have to be very, very careful what you're doing with it. But yeah. Yeah. Great piece. And uh, I'd never seen that before. So thanks for bringing it. And, you know, by the way, for, for people who are shy about gold plated cases, this thing is mint. I mean, there's no base metal showing that I can see. And goes to show if you find a really good one, then you know can be worth can be worth going after. And sometimes you can get pieces that are you know a little bit better price. So yeah, it was a, this was a cheap watch. A, a very very dear friend of mine uh, helped me with this. It was I bought it in Switzerland, and she knows who she is, and she helped me with the watch. So it's a it's a special watch for that reason and and many other reasons. And yeah. So not too often you see a Dato 12 anymore. It used to be all over eBay, but not, not all over, but much more frequent than it is today. I have to do some, uh, do an article on this one. Yeah, I would. I would. I have to. Yeah. I, I put my research together and 
and uh, hopefully write a nice little write-up about the about the Dado Twelves and all these different variations, <coughs> dial designs, and so on and so forth. Yeah, great. Well, yeah. Very good. Very well, uh, vintage heavy again, sadly, or uh, maybe not sadly. Not know, for me. Me neither. Um, maybe you can finish us out, Balash. Uh, you, you received something today or yesterday for your feet, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> they weren't to your uh, satisfaction. Yeah, I got the uh, I got the Adidas uh, Stan Smith Lux. Um, it's a nice shoe. I have to say it's okay, but it's a bit. I I feel it. It's a bit expensive. 140 euros. Um, I I told Mike earlier today that I might not keep it because I'm I don't know 140 euros for a for a pair of just plain white sneakers where you could get the the normal ones, but then again the normal ones you can't really get them anymore in in leather. So I'm I'm still kind of back and forth, back and forth, and uh, yeah, rocking in my. Well, by the way, chain. for twenty dollars more, these eighties uh, eighties I saw is on the Adidas version of the sneaker app. So mm-hmm. it is like, it, it, does this mean they're impossible to get? I don't think so. I, I, I don't, oh, it was, yeah, some of the sizes were sold out. That's actually true. And what um, is that app called for Adidas? I, it just, I, I have the Adidas app. I don't know if there's a, if there's another app. I, I always use the Adidas app, but apparently that's not the, maybe not the best way to look or the best app to look for these. Um, if I look at the prices, um it's let me check stan smith um well now, now you have the yeah here 160 only for members adidas team or group or club members well they have every size i'm size 46 and two-thirds so you're a member uh i think so yeah apparently <laughs> yeah well um it's 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 not a bad idea to check it out. I can, I can, uh, I can tell you that much. It's an interesting shoe, but yeah, we'll see how it goes. So maybe I'll keep it. I need a new pair. Actually, I only have a green one, and it's the black one, which is totally black. The heel tab is black with an embossed logo, and uh, a bit of a different design than the regular ones. And the regular you have on the heel, you have like a, a leather um, strip, strip. strip going up, and here it's kind of folded in the middle and stitched. Okay, but um, yeah, that's the that's the different the u- usual um, Stan Smith talk of every episode. Yeah, but at least we're ending with it instead of uh, starting, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, good. Well, look, I really appreciate you coming to Frankfurt. Thanks for great, having me. Great schnitzel tonight, and uh, next time we'll have to go to Bucher. By then, maybe the market will fall even further, and we'll we'll get even better. Uh, we'll we'll see if they follow the market down. So absolutely, it's always a pleasure to come. All right. Well, with that, Mike is out. Well, I just out.